This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 121 of Banging on the Drum. The episode title is going to be The Saints Meet Their Impending Doom in the Fourth Quarter Today. And as you know, this is a straight business episode, so we'll get into it a little bit. But I'm your host, P-Dog, joined alongside my co-host, M-Dog. And M-Dog, how you feeling after that Packers game today? Oh, we had a nice little celebration in my house. We were we were hooping and hollering on that missed field goal for sure. Oh, yeah. I pinky whammied the shit out of that kicker. Uh, my wife pinky whammied him, too. If you're unfamiliar with what a pinky whammy is, uh, tune into our YouTube and I'll show you key whammy, pinky whammy. Oh, I even got the mic with it. That kind of hurt a little bit, but it was, it was good. I, I loved it, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good day. It was a good day in our household too. We had a little watch party, uh, which was kind of lame at first because the game did start out super boring, but it ended up flipping back for us, but. I'll let you I'll let you take this away. Let's leap into the stands with us. Mike, what do you got? I mean, so I guess you saying that it started kind of shitty or like lame. I don't know. It was a little bit slow, I guess, but our defense kind of stood on there, stood up right away. Gotta stop. We couldn't do anything offensively. We tried that trick play. Um, that had two fuck ups in it. I liked that play though. I liked the I liked play that play. Off. He had he had him for sure. Yeah, yeah. And he slipped, and so like that slip hurts you. But um, definitely had him. Had him like no issue at all. Um, and then he slips. Uh, bad throw by Wilson. But I think, I think that really what we had problems with early in that game was penalties. We were fucking up left and right, like so consistently. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, I want to say in the first half, we had like seven penalties, six, six penalties, 70 yards, something like that. Yeah. They cleaned it up a little bit. I mean, on the whole game, we had 11 penalties for 90 yards, but I'll, I'll say that you're right that in the, the first half, it was probably like seven for, it was it was Saturday. atrocious in the first half, yeah. right? And so even most of the way through the third quarter was pretty bad. Um, and it wasn't even like forced penalties. Like it wasn't nope. like grabbing a guy for pass interference or anything right. like that because it was beat. It was just like undisciplined, false starts, legal yeah. procedure type. I don't think the officials were really calling much for pass interference for the majority of the game. I guess in the fourth quarter they called quite a bit. Yeah, we got a, yeah, we got a big one late. We got a couple big ones that felt like, but it doesn't matter. Um, they weren't calling it very, very much early for sure. And I thought, especially on the Saints, I guess the one thing that like drove me crazy about this game was I think it was Jonathan Dilma on the call. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So a Saints homer. Um, and I, yeah, for sure a Saints homer. And then he kept talking. I don't remember who the guy was that was number one, but how great he was. And told in like at one point in the it was the Jaden Reed drop going out of bounds when he hit the Gatorade jugs. He said, I don't even understand why they're throwing over there. Like 
Oh, yeah, yeah. This guy's dominant. He didn't do anything on that play. It should have been a catch. Jaden Reed had the ball in his hands. And, uh, like, it, it was a – he did nothing. He was actually – he actually failed. The ball went right into his hands, and Jaden Reed just dropped it. And he was acting like this guy's a fucking all-pro. I believe at one point he compared him to Charles Woodson. Yeah. And it doesn't feel okay ever in my book. Yeah, and Love wasn't afraid of him all night. I can't think of uh, who that was off the top of my head at all either. And he was a backup. Like, to be fair, he's a backup. He played well today. Um, he wasn't getting called because he was just a step early, which I guess is okay. Like, I'm if the Packers are doing that, I've been, I'd be bitching about how they shouldn't be getting called on that stuff. So I'm not going to get into that too much. I didn't like the overhype of him, though. Because I thought Jaden Reed was actually open quite a few times and dropped the ball. Um, so his he had that one that we're talking about on the sideline with the jug. Like he just got to catch that ball. That's all he's got to do is like make the catch. And that's like a 15 yard gain. Uh he had the ball in the end zone that he comes to the ground with it and it gets kicked out of his hands. Um, that might have been the same guy covering him again. I thought Jaden Reed had a pretty rough game. Um, I'll get into some of my uh, SWAT stuff. Um, Should we do just like a quick recap? I mean, I know everybody probably just watched the game, but yeah, uh, yeah run, run it down real quick if you want. Yeah, so let's go drive by drive. So we start out strong, uh, holding to a three and out. They get negative nine yards. We end up turning the ball over on downs. Like Mike said, we had that pretty cool looking play that it looks like we should have converted a first down. But then the Saints come out, have a nine-play, 56-yard touchdown drive, and that was capped off with a touchdown to Jimmy Graham. He's still alive, guys. He catches touchdowns for other teams. He catches touchdowns in Lambo. Yeah, no shit. Like that was that was a surprise. It was funny. Did he catch a like, touchdown with the Bears against us too? He could have, but he they did read off his stats that uh he only caught three the whole time he was with Green Bay. And that's and that's pretty much like the only reason we brought him in was just to yeah. catch touchdowns. And it did not happen very much. But then we go punt, they punt, and then the next time we punt is the uh whatchamacallit, 76 yard punt return uh by Rashid Shahid. Um, I think I'm saying that right. But yeah, anyways, going to halftime down 17 to nothing. Uh, end up coming up with a big pick in the third quarter. Or no, that was never mind. We threw the pick, but that felt more like a a punt, punted type pick. Um, I wasn't too disappointed with that. And I was kind of happy that. Jordan Love kind of got one under his belt, so he didn't have that like looming stat that he's the only guy that hasn't thrown one. Like, I mean, obviously, if you can go a whole season not throwing an interception, good on you. But I think this is gonna allow his brain to be like, okay, you know, it's not the end of the world if I throw an interception. So got got that first one of the season out of the way. Um, but yeah, not much going on in the third quarter. So I'm going to fast forward into we put a 46-yard drive together uh, with, what was it, one minute and 50 seconds left in the third quarter. It ends up ending in the fourth quarter 
we get points on the board in the fourth quarter force a punt next time oh, no, we didn't score on that one we didn't score till there was like 12 something left in the we, oh. we went for it on fourth down on one of those okay yeah no okay so we, we it was a one minute and 50 second drive my bad so yeah we we end up getting the ball with 12 minutes and 50 seconds left in the fourth end up scoring with 11 minutes left in the game so we have the score at three to 17 with 11 minutes left in the game uh get a five and out so not too bad force a punt pretty quick in that one come back down have a seven play 80 yard drive uh capped off with jordan love that was the rushing touchdown for jordan love and then we go for two which i love that call i i don't know how you were feeling i was nervous about it because i, I thought it could have been scared. a fuck up but i guess you have two opportunities to get it right because you're gonna have to score another touchdown and to tie it up anyway but yeah it's kind of like the faith in your boys uh call there which i kind of respected out of lafleur in that situation because it did not seem like a situation where he should have had the faith that he had uh, in them but, but i think but i think that said just says i have two opportunities to get it instead of one and so i'm going to play the odds that one of these two i'm going to get it yeah that's definitely like the analytical play of it but i think the feel play of that is like yeah we're you know we haven't been moving the ball that well like um but whatever we go for it get it uh next drive three and out and then the next drive we come back down score another touchdown on another 80 yard drive uh on a pass to romeo dobbs kick the extra point go ahead uh then the saints do drive it back down put themselves in a pretty good position to win the game uh with a field goal i mean we would have still had like one minute and 10 seconds left or some, some shit like that one minute and five seconds left and mike's pointing at me real quick yeah we're gonna have to pause real quick okay yeah we can pause but yeah missed a field goal and we capitalize there all right we're back from a little pause there but i think we left off uh packers end up winning the game from that missed kick but like i was saying we still had one minute and 10 seconds left and i was even still feeling kind of I had faith because we saved our timeouts. We did end up calling a timeout. Yeah. Um, so we would have had two timeouts with a minute 10 seconds left in the game to get down the field. So we weren't in awful shape, but I mean, it was a blessing that he missed that field goal and we were able just to sit on it and didn't have to do any work in that. But game showed a lot of heart there but i'll let you get into your swat analysis and maybe i'll just jump and add some stuff if if you don't hit what i what i was thinking as well but you get into it uh so i'm gonna start with the strengths i think our defense was the strength um gary had three sacks clark had one for sure um i don't know if we had like a bunch more than that. However, we had a nice game defensively getting after the pass rushers. So um, Derek Carr left in the second quarter, I want to say. 
late he, second quarter, early third quarter, maybe. Um, yeah, I want to say it was the second half. It was the third quarter, which did give us like more opportunity. I think you know, so made it probably easier to play defense. Our run defense did seem okay. Um, yeah, held them to, that early on. We were getting gashed a little bit, but then kind of settled in. Yeah, held them to seventy-seven yards on twenty-two carries. So I, I so, think yeah, we'll take that. I'll take that all the time, right? Under four yards carry. Um, uh, I, another strength I thought was like our young wide receivers and tight ends. Like I like Musgrave a lot. Like I think that he seems to be getting open all the time. Um, I do think that we have all the pass catchers we need in place in two years. Right. So I think that there's some stuff that, um, is not is not clicking right now, but I do think that some of that gets solved with Watson coming back. Um, I do think Reed had a tough game. Should have caught a few more passes. Maybe I'm judging him a little bit too harshly as a rookie, but um, I was pretty angry with him in, in a couple of spots. Um, him going into the Gatorade table, that was a big one for me. Like You got to make that catch, and then the touchdown where he gets it kicked out of his hands. Got got to make those catches. Just more consistent. They have the skills. Like you can see that they pop at times. However, they got to be more consistent. And then the not quitting, I think, is a huge strength. Um, And I think this is kind of yours, Pat. But you said the will to win, but like not giving up. Um, They had what twelve fifty left on the clock or something like that. When they get the ball in the fourth quarter, and it didn't look like they were giving up, yeah, right. It looked like they were like going for it. No, um, I'm a super optimistic fan, and I gave up in this game. Like I, I was yeah. talking it up to like I was like, okay, and they could have done the same thing. It's like Bakhtiari's out, Alexander's out, Watson's out, Jones is out. Like this defense is pretty tough. Yeah. Um, this is a game we can lose like it's it's not it's not going to end our season if we lose this game this is one of the ones you could chalk up to being a loss like there there's a lot of things you could have told yourself in your head uh to give up and they didn't do that so i thought that was pretty impressive because like i said i gave up and i usually never give up on the packers right and so um honestly i think after last week i didn't think that maybe we had the like nuts to fucking go in and just say we're gonna go we're gonna win this game right now right last week we had an opportunity late to drive down and score late to win that game and we couldn't do it so i didn't know if that was like a real possibility and then i had another thought in my head that was um if this comes down to a defensive hold like a defense has to get a stop I don't have faith in that right now. So I was kind of giving up on that game as well. But like, I don't think any of our players did, which was huge. Um, Did we get into like who missed this game? No, we didn't even get into the injury report. I I was going to say that that might fall into the weaknesses. I I think it actually fell into more of the opportunities. But yeah, I mean, I guess I just rattled them off, but I I didn't say Jenkins. So so we'll go into <laughs> our threats. So we'll put that in our threats because if they don't come back, I think that is a threat to the long term, like 
well-being of this team, right? Like you can't be good if at least a few of these guys don't come back. So we'll throw that into the threats on who actually missed this game. But um, our weaknesses, um, Love is missing some wide open throws. Um, had some footing problems early in the game. I thought the receivers dropped a shitload of balls today. And I don't know what the actual drops number was. I don't know if Pat's got that, but I do not. But but yeah, for some reason it doesn't just pull up drops like on the on the one that I'm looking at right here. So maybe yeah, it, expand. It felt that way to me is that we were we were in pretty rough shape um, in terms of, and maybe they weren't won't be considered drops because a defender got there late and hit them or whatever. And calling that a pass breakup, but these were passes that should be caught. You got to hold it tough through, and then maybe they'll just learn that. I think Watson had to learn that a little bit last year. Is that getting hit? You got to just kind of keep that that ball. Yeah, for sure. Uh, strong, like it's not it's not the same as it was in college football, right? Um, and then. The defense feels like it's playing soft all the time. I think I'm going to push back on that a little bit when we get down into uh, maybe some of like what we thought went well in the game, right? Like overall, like the best players and stuff like that or best attributes to the teams. I'm going to push back on that a bit, little bit. Um, numbers say that we did okay on fourth down or in third down. It was four for fourteen. I don't know if they went for it on fourth down consistently like Atlanta one, did. One for one. Um, for one for one. Okay, so really I'm going to say five for 15 maybe. Yeah. On third downs because I'm going to count a fourth down as that's yeah. not really a stop. It's kind no. of a stop, but it's not a stop, right? Um. Anyway, uh, jump over to our opportunities. Um feels like there's a ton of opportunities to even get better after this game um if we get healthy so um we if we can get healthy and what that would mean is we have our number one cornerback in uh jair alexander we have our number i mean let's just say he's at least our one or our two wide receiver in christian watson um we have our starting left tackle back we have our starting Left, left guard. guard back and there's one more right and our starting running back back yeah um and really our running backs are we're playing with all backups we're playing with backup running backs we're not playing with a one a one b in dylan we're playing with a backup which is okay like he's a good backup he just isn't a one a and a one b to aaron jones um getting healthy could mean a ton um all the defenses we're going to face from here on out probably get a little bit easier. Um, New Orleans has one of the better defenses in the league. They have a very physical corners. I think our wide receivers had a tough day because of how physical the corners were. Now, not that they didn't show that they could do some stuff, and they did that especially late. But early on, um, those corners were kind of handling our our wide receivers. Um, the the young players are growing into the roles that they have. Uh, this is going to be a prime opportunity to show the mistakes that can be made in a game and you can still stay in it. 
even yeah. if they would have lost, this would have been a great learning game because they fucked up so much early in the game with unnecessary roughness on Kenny Clark, a uh, offsides. Like we were at, I think on our first drive, it was first and 25 before we ran even one real play. Yeah, it was something like that for sure. Yeah, so it was it was a challenging like way to start the game. We've seen other teams, other Packer teams, shut down after starting this way, right? That shit starts going sideways and they kind of start pressing. They didn't start pressing. The defense held tight, and the offense was able to make an adjustment late in the game. Yeah, um, it was a it was good fight for sure in this one. Uh, Jordan Love, I think, is settling into his role, getting a little bit better all the time. I think the more we see him play, the better he's going to end up being. Um, he's making really good decisions. And then we, like, winning while all this is going on is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, all those points, great points. But yeah, just seeing them be able to win while this while this learning process is happening. Because yeah, I mean, all of our guys are, if we look at guys who made catches this game, Romeo Dot, second year, Jaden Reed, first year, Luke Musgraves, first year, uh then Tavian Wicks. I was I saw somebody call him Tay Wicks, which I, I think like is that. fine. Yeah, Dontavian Wicks, but Wicks. First year, Patrick Taylor. I can't remember. He's probably third, third or fourth year guy. Yeah. Um, oh, like the, Malik Heath got a lot of targets today. Maybe three or four, two. But yeah, uh, and it could have been more. A two on the stat sheet. I know there was one pass where it kind of like looked like it have been either guy's ball. Um, Samari Toure had three targets, but but yeah, everybody that's getting the ball is on their first or second year and in a tough game they end up having a rough one and winning this so i think that's that's a good point that you made but wanted to hammer that home yep all right and so we're going to jump over to threats i think our discipline is a huge threat which is i don't know if it's on coordinators to have better discipline or if it's on the head coach i usually put it on the head coach to have better discipline. We had 11 penalties. I think I wrote 10 in our sheet, but I think Pat's had 11 for 90 yards. Um, most of those happening in the first three quarters, not as many of them happening in the fourth quarter. And so when it um, locks up, we, we do, we do all right. Um, injuries are still a problem. I think a threat could be that instead of guys stepping up, they kind of take a step back, right? They don't don't move forward. Um, and I don't think defensively we have tougher opponents coming, but we might have teams that score way more points coming. Yeah, we haven't really gone against an offense that's a punchy-in-the-mouth type offense. Um, I think next week at Detroit, it's going to be – it's going to be a dog, or I mean, it's in Green Bay, but uh, versus Detroit, going to be a dog fight there. But then we have Raiders, Broncos, Vikings. I guess we don't really go against 
too many people with too much punching power for a while. But we so are the gonna Vikings. Get to... The Vikings could be. I think that Detroit could be right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be a pretty telling game because, because yeah, the Bears ain't shit. The Falcons, I think, I don't know, aren't great. Um, Saints definitely. Once Derek Carr went down, their offense did not look good. But um, they haven't been scoring a ton of points either way. No, um, no. I think it was the game against the Titans was 17-16 or something like that. Yeah, a lot of close games for them. Or, yeah, I guess three close games. Three three now. But, but yeah, I mean, we'll see when we go against a team that I feel like Detroit is a pretty well put together from head head to or from top to bottom. So I think this will be a fun matchup versus Detroit. And if they can keep winning while they're learning, this is going to be insane. And I'm curious if we were kind of saving it for the division the divisional opponent. Like where if guys were like questionable today and they're like, yep. hey, I could go. Uh, we got a short week, though, uh, playing Detroit on Thursday night where they maybe were just trying to get by um, and save for the divisional team, and they ended up pulling off a win if that was what they were doing. I don't know how they I NFL think that's exactly it. what we were doing. Yeah. And, and I don't know I, either. I don't know. Yeah. Right? But um, we have a bunch of soft tissue stuff, at least with with Jones and Watson. Probably Alexander too is my assumption, and so that like quick turnaround. If you just go a little too hard, you're not going to be able to play in that game, and then it might hang you up for the next two weeks as well. Where if you just take the extra three or four days of rest, then we might be on like going for the whole season without any more issues. Yeah, no, I, I'm hoping. That that's the case, and and we get these guys back on the field uh, quick, fast, and in a hurry. But they won without them today, and hell of a game. So that was that was my takeaway uh, from this one. You ready to give some guys some BJs? Yep. Best right. jobs. Here we come. So my BJ of the week uh, for the Packers this week was Rashawn Gary. Uh, three tackles per loss, three sacks. So I guess that's all all the same. I think those count for solo tackles, tackles for loss, and okay. and sacks. So let's give that, give man, that man a BJ. BJ. And who do you got for your BJ in this game, Mike? All right, so I'm going to piss off a lot of Packer fans with this. Um, clip it, get ready to clip it, whatever you do. Um, I'm giving Joe Barry. My BJ, best job of the week. The guy dials up a defense that gives up 10 points. And I do think our defensive players did a lot in this, but, and everybody's still calling for the guy's head. And I don't understand it. Like it, uh, that defense is pretty freaking good. Um, Atlanta put up 25 on us or 24, 25, right? Yeah. 25, 24. Um, cool. Still yeah. pretty good. Like, Maybe these aren't the offenses that everybody needs to be scared of, but in the NFL, we have decided on this show, we're the ultimate experts on number of points scored is either defensive or offensive faults. Today, 
If you hold a team to 10 points, it's the offense's problem, or maybe special teams' problem if we don't win. And today it would have been the offense's problem. All the penalties were on the offense for the most part. I mean, there was a couple on the defense, but all the penalties were on the offense. They were screwing everything up. The defense held them to 10 and then gave up a special teams point, right? We're giving Joe Barry the BJ. Give that man Man, a BJ, a sloppy one, too. Give him the sloppy best job. So that was was good. But you ready to jump around with us, our fans here? So we're going to get into the Badgers at Purdue breakdown. So the Badgers win this game in West Lafayette, 38-17. to And it was a pretty damn good game by the Badgers. Front to back, felt like we had it basically for the majority of the game. Um, Came out swinging, scored a touchdown in our first drive uh, on a Mordecai rushing touchdown. So wasn't a designed run in that one, I don't think. But then the next touchdown was a designed run for him. Um, So end up being up. 21 to three going into halftime. Uh, Purdue had a little bit of push in the third quarter, ended up getting this game within 10 at the end of the third quarter. So end of the third quarter, we ended up getting two field goals. One of the drives, it felt like we should have been able to finish, which is going to fall into uh, one of my weakness categories is we were down there pretty close and, I think in a game like this, you really need to step on their throat and finish that drive. Uh, but I guess a strength, though, is, you know, at, for a college team, we're we're kicking the ball pretty damn well uh, as far as, like, extra points and field goals. But anyways, pull it into it was 27 to 17 going into the fourth quarter. But the Badgers kicked it into high gear in that fourth quarter, and they end up with. 11 points. Um, but yeah, like I said, it, there was never really a doubt in this game. I won't lie to you guys. I was out at a bar watching this and I ended up starting to get pretty drunk when uh, we were up 21 to three at half, uh, thinking this one was over. So I had to go back and rewatch some stuff. But it just seemed like a better game plan all around. Um, if I pull up the box score here real quick. So we threw the ball 28 times. We ran the ball 43 times. Um, if I was better at this, I would have looked at like what our last games were. But I'm pretty sure that's our most run heavy game we've had with Fickle at the helm right now, which I guess is only over 50%. I mean, a, a little bit over 50%. Uh, we are running that ball. So run the ball 43 times for 195 yards. Uh, Braylon Allen's averaging 7.3 yards a carry in this game with two touchdowns. Broke a 52-yard run in this game as well. Uh, but yeah, the the Badgers played well. Turned uh, Hudson Card over two times in this game. Where if you listen to the preview, I was kind of saying... He's been at least pretty smart with the ball. Uh, So it was nice to see us be able to force a couple turnovers off of him in that one. We also came up with a fumble in that game. So just 
kind of dominate the uh, turnover battle in that game. Uh, Mordecai did throw one pick, so I think we won it three to one. Uh, so we were plus two in the turnover department in that game. But but yeah, I liked it. Uh, basically, whole game long, never never felt fear and. A few fireball shots probably didn't hurt that. And meeting some new friends at a townie bar in Tallahassee uh, didn't hurt that. And watching this game simultaneously as the Brewers were wrapping up their playoff spot for the year in just crushing uh Miami team down in Miami. So it was all it was all good stuff Friday night. I think the biggest threat in this game was me not realizing that this game was on Friday until it was on the TV in the bar that I was at. And I was like, holy shit, they're actually playing on Friday night. Did you know that going to the weekend? I really didn't. Um, I think I had seen a fair number of like Wisconsin shirts at work. And so then kind of had the idea that they were playing. I think you actually said that they play at six o'clock on Saturday when we left the podcast on Thursday. I definitely I was did. kind of thinking that. And then I want to say, I knew it was coming on when I got home. So like, cause I knew I had football practice with the flag football guys. And then right after that, the Badger game was going to be on. I knew, I knew that going home after flag football. So like, but I didn't know if I fully comprehended it right early in the day. Yeah, no, I, I definitely did, did not, but it was a pleasant surprise. I did enjoy having Friday night football. I'm pretty sure high schools around the country are probably super pissed off uh, that they're putting big 10 football on Friday nights, but me not th- really having that vested of an interest in High school football right now. I will soon with my uh, nephew coming up playing high school football. That would probably piss me off if they play at the same time as him. But I enjoyed this game on Friday night. I will will not lie. So can you watch those games? Like, yeah, there is going to be a way like where I can stream into his nice. games. I do with hockey games already, so that's that's pretty nice. It's perfect. Yep. 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 You want me to get into the SWAT in this one? Yeah, do your thing, man. All right. So I, I think I already tapped a little bit of everything, but uh looks like we leaned on the running game a, a little more early. Uh kind of came out and did what Mike and I were hoping that they were gonna do is try to like take the lead while using our strengths and then try to more implement our game plan um from there with a lead. And they did a good job doing that. Uh, Then again, to Mordecai, I think he was catching some heat a little bit early, being a transfer quarterback. Fifth-year guy, I want to say, like played a lot of college football and down on SMU. uh, Catches a little flack, but I'm starting to think he's looking like the real deal. He does seem pretty comfortable and like he's willing to run uh when he needs to and he can run pretty quick when he has to so yeah he had two rushing touchdowns early in the game and that was nice uh for weaknesses we we do end up losing malusi uh he breaks his fibula but i'm gonna spin zone that right into an opportunity so now malusi is gonna have a 
extra season if he eighth wants year? to. Yeah, he's going to have an eighth year if he wants to come back. And he'll be like a headline back for this Wisconsin team. Probably get an NIL deal and be able to raise his stock, not being in the shadow of Braylon Allen. I'm assuming Braylon Allen's not coming back um, just because, I mean, why would you if you've been that dominant? And you're going to be one of the top three running backs coming out in this draft. Um, Schedule sets up nicely. So what do we got next? So it looks like we got Rutgers next at home, and then we have Iowa at home. So the schedule is setting up nicely. We get one more week of a fairly soft opponent before Iowa comes to town. Then we have Iowa, Illinois, Ohio State. And if you're any kind of college football fan, you'll see that, or you would have seen that Ohio State stayed undefeated, uh, beating Notre Dame in a pretty classic uh, college football game uh, Saturday night. So that and day, man, if you don't want to beat the shit out of, is it Ryan Day? I want to say, yeah. And them you're you're crazy his little post game conference thing uh whatever post game press conference thing on the field it wasn't a press conference but like the stuff he said on the field i don't know dude's a dude's a weirdo should just go whoop his ass but wsu so yeah let's let's get into this so that washington state loss that we have early in the season um it's starting to look like not such a bad loss so they went out and beat osu which we were just looking at this mike but it was 15th 15th 14th country so they were ranked 14th uh washington state was ranked 19th uh washington state stays undefeated um doing us a favor and hopefully they keep running the table so that loss keeps looking better and better uh for us um it's not quite a quality sec loss but it is getting close especially with how good the pac-12 is looking this year in what seems to be their last year of of being a conference but brett's uh for the badgers uh using too much of our passing game so if we fall into a lull or whatever, if we come out and we're throwing the ball and trying to get back into the game, doing something that this team isn't set up to do quite yet, uh, I think that could be a big threat. So, I mean, while we have Braylon Allen, I think we should just use him as much as we can uh, to get up in games, stay up in games, and then build that offense around him, uh, which we can get pretty tricky or can get pretty tricky with our play calling uh, if we set up the run first and then start to do our other shit next. And then last threat was just not finishing a couple drives late. Like I alluded to in the, in the beginning of this segment is we took a couple field goals late in the game. I mean, one uh, definitely a situation where it was like, whatever, you're going to get a field goal, get points, um, do whatever. But there was one, 
uh, where we kick field goal like on the three yard line. And that's just not good enough for Badgers versus Purdue. You got to punch that ball in uh, if you're at the at the three yard line. Um, when is the next time Purdue beats Wisconsin? I'm reading off that. What is this? this yeah. Is what do you think? Question? When when is the next time? So it's been since like 2003 or something like that. 2004. Yeah. Is there anything on the horizon that looks like they could beat us? I really don't think so. Cause I think so this would, this would have been the year. This was their opportunity to beat us if, or last year or the year before. Right. So like when we weren't having like these exceptional years. Yeah, no, I, I don't know, man, definitely not a football school. Um, they'll have to have a lot of things break their way to beat us. But the correct answer to this is if they ever play Wisconsin late in the season, and Wisconsin is undefeated while they're rolling into them right before like yeah. a Big Ten championship game. That that will be the next time Purdue beats Wisconsin. Fair enough. All right. So yeah, that's that's what I got. Did you have anything to add to this one? Uh so I think that like one of the big things that I thought was very interesting. I don't like it very much, but I'm gonna I'm willing to like settle my fears about it we have probably we have two guys that are on the dope walker watch list right well like, yeah one now probably now one. but at but at the time that like a lot of this stuff is going on we got two and uh we're choosing designed runs for tanner mordecai instead of designed runs for malusi and braylon i did i just don't get it i don't think mordecai is lamar jackson or like these elite level runners like your Justin Fields, I just don't see it and I'm confused. Yeah, I think that's just the new system that's coming in. And I think we need to go away from that. Cause like I said, we're only gonna have Braylon Allen for one more year. I said we ride him into leads. If we have a lead, we get a coast with the lead and then build stuff off of it. But I do think when you're playing an inferior opponent like this, and I mean, we came out swinging. Like, we scored early and often in this one. So if it was working, it was working. Uh, But, yeah, I do agree with you. It does seem like we need to be designing more running back runs when we have, like you said, Dolk Walker, finalists on our team but but yeah it it was just interesting to me so i thought i'd throw that out there that you're choosing to run your quarterback instead of your elite level running back so yeah we can we can roll out uh the barrel instead of our quarterback so all right so let's roll out the barrel so friday while the badger game was going on uh corbin burns came out to start and we gave him some run support. So the Brewers beat Miami 16 to one to close the magic number on the playoffs. So the Brewers are definitely in the playoffs right now. Um, And the magic number for the NL central 
has stayed at one game uh, ever since that win. So we've lost the last two games to Miami, five to four, and then six to one uh, tonight. But I was kind of thinking that we might have been wrapping this thing up a little too quick and we were going to have to be sitting on our thumbs for a while. So I don't think this is the worst thing that can happen. Like, I think if we had a wrapped up and then having two series against the Cardinals and the Cubs uh, before the playoffs start, it might have gave us a, just a little bit too much time to uh, try to figure out what we were going to do. So I guess I'm trying to turn it into a positive. So, But basically, the Cubs won their last two games. The Brewers have lost their last two games. The magic number hasn't moved for two days. And since we've been doing this magic number watch uh, on the show, I think that's about the worst that has gone for us. Um, yeah. but, but so we have one win left to get with six games left. Uh, we do have a Burns, Woodruff, Peralta. We have them going in the rotation in that order at a point so it would be pretty hard not to get a win uh in that game but 16 to 1 game looks very promising uh not too much has changed from the last episode like the brewers are still pitching well playing well um i'm not too concerned about a little bit of a two-game skid after your popping champagne on friday night in miami um and having i mean Sure, it'd be nice to like step on their throat. But like I said, I think that might even be just too much time uh, sitting on your thumbs before you get to playing real baseball again. So it could be a blessing in disguise. Uh, I think once they leave Miami, they're going to head. So it's six games left, all home games. So you can settle in. And then it looks like uh, unless some sort of miracle happens, we're going to be playing the first playoff series all at home. So next nine games should be all home games. But yeah, that's that's what I got from the, the Brewers. I guess Yelich came back. He bopped a dinger. Um, everybody was hitting on the Brewers Friday night. So I think I think in the third inning, by that point, everybody on the team had a hit. Uh, Yelich went three for four with two homers in that game, five RBIs. So if we were worried about him being rusty from being hurt, uh, he answered those, those questions pretty quickly. And then looks like we got a new closer in, uh, Rowdy Telez as he closed the game out and wrapped up a playoff spot for the Brewers in this one. So I don't know. You got anything, Mike? No, so uh, his uh, post-game speech after his pitching performance was pretty sweet. Do you want to check that out? So, yeah, it's I think worth he's checking petitioning out. for a Cy Young or something like that. He should. I mean, I, I can't remember what the numbers were off the top of my head, but I want to say he had one strikeout and then um, one inning, no hits. His whip no is luck. real good. Yeah. Oh no, he did give up a hit. So one hit, one K. Um, through 13 pitches, nine of them were strikes, ERA zero. 
on the year. So yeah, he he could be up for that. Uh Burns went five innings in that game up, gave up two hits, no earned runs. I think once the game was in hand, uh, we took him out. Yeah, his pitch count was kind of high, so he had thrown 97 pitches. I uh, didn't go too deep in that one, but the game was basically over by by the time we had to make a decision with him. So made the smart decision, took him out, wrapped up the playoffs, and now we just got to win one more game to get the wild card all at home. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. All right. Got anything else for straight business? No, that was our straight business episode. So please go out there, like, subscribe, share. We're going to continue to keep getting better. We appreciate the support. We love you guys. And then Mike, what do you got? If you're doubting the Brewers, the Badgers, the Bucks, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. Them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shows. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shows. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shows. Eat my shows.